Okay, so good morning. Um, had a lot of good stuff already this morning. We could just pack her up and, and go. <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually, I appreciate what um, Marie shared this morning, the scripture about if my people who are called by my name will help me, because it's something that I kind of wanted to put it in with my um, message this morning, and and I was like, oh, I don't know why, it just doesn't seem like it's going to fit, but it should fit, and, and, and I do have a place where there's a lot of if, then, if, then, and it's like, well, now I know why, um, because God already had that covered, had that scripture covered, and, and uh, he knew um, we didn't need to go over that again and again, but um, so yeah, so we are going to have the next three months, we're filling in for different ones in the congregation and the um, board members, their spouses, um, and just members of the congregation are going to be filling in over the next three months. And so we're praying that um, uh, we're going to grow. And Pastor Steve and his family are going to um, grow and be relaxed. And when they come back, we'll be stronger because we're seeking out the word to present to and, and checking ourselves and, and where we're at um, so that we can come up here and do this. And, um, and so they're going to come back to a stronger congregation and they're going to be refreshed also. So, um, so anyhow, I'm the opening act for the next three months. So buckle up, hold on to the bar, and do not stand up until the ride comes to a complete stop. So I'm holding on. <laughs> All right. Um, so let, let's just have a quick prayer before I start. Lord, I just thank you for this word that I do believe you've given me. Lord, I ask that um, you would open ears to hear. Um, give me clarity of speech and thought. And Lord, may I represent you um, in a good way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're going to start um, in the book of Ephesians, um, chapter 6. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 8, or I'm sorry, 18. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. Um, it says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So, this breaks down prayer in a way that um, a lot of people, you hear them say, Oh, I can't pray. Oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, well, well I'll leave that up to somebody else. <laughs> well, from this scripture, it says that we're to pray with all kinds of prayers. Um, on all occasions, for uh, always, and for all the Lord's people. So there's no there's no maybes, there's no well. It's it's all, all occasions, all kinds, all for all the Lord's people. And then um, going to be doing three scriptures. That was the first one. The next one is uh, Philippians four. Verse 6, and it's in the NIV also. Most of them will be, unless I um, 
allude otherwise. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So, we're not to be anxious about anything, nothing, and in every situation. So there's the every, again, all occasions, all kinds, always, every situation. And the third scripture Psalm 25, um, verses 15 through 20, we're going to read. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous my enemies are and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. In this psalm, David is praying um, to the Lord. In fact, um, in the even though this was the NIV version that I read in the new or in the old King James version, there um, you know I don't know what they're called. There's like titles above each chapter, and then there's subtitles. The title above that chapter um, is listed as David's trust in prayer, and then the subtitle for verses seven through twenty-two is listed as prayer for the remission of sins. So, in this psalm, David was praying for God to free him from anguish and to take away all of his sins. So, so not to complicate this, basically, in these scriptures that, that I read, um, there are verses that state we're to pray on all occasions. We're to pray with all kinds of prayers. Prayers of thanksgiving, prayers of petition, Prayers of request, prayers of forgiveness, um, prayers of affliction, of distri- for distress. Um, you know, there's prayers for everything, all the time, all kinds. So basically, I think what God is saying is just pray, people. <laughs> just pray. Don't complicate it. Just pray. He's, he's telling us to pray. Um, I think the song, I didn't pick the songs. Becky picks the songs. She's picked them, has them loaded up through the end of December. And um, build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. It, you know, you know, praying for a nation. Um, I just, I just um, thought that was neat. And what Marie said was neat. And it's just all, all kind of came together. Um, so anyhow, I'm not going to go beyond this point with prayer because um, prayer can be, uh, we could have a month worth of s- sermons on prayer. Um, it can be broken down into how to pray, how not to pray, um, what prayers are effectual. Um, uh, there's books. I have lots of them <laughs> about prayer. I like prayer. Prayer's my thing. Um, um, but... But yeah, so uh, we could, you know, there are whole sections in Christian bookstore about prayer um, online. There's there's a lot with that. But the basis 
what I felt like I was to present was just pray. Pray for anything, everything, all the time. But the thing we're going to combine that with um, in the info in scriptures is going to be um, with fasting. So let's turn to Isaiah 58. And we're going to read verses 1 through 12. Shout it out loud, loud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right. And has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer, and you will cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness And your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden. Like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations. And you will be called repair of broken walls. And restore streets with dwelling. Sorry. Even when I was reading this at home, it was just like, because I don't do this either. (laughs) I'm not a faster. Um, The praying thing, yeah, okay. Um, But, um, yeah, yeah, and I, and I can't, I guess I, yes, this is for me, but I just I don't think this is just for me. This is why, you know, I'm presenting. But there's a lot, the scripture is a lot to unpack here. Um, if we go back 
verses 3 through 5. Um, it tells us that when we fast, that basically we're not supposed to go about our day as usual. Um, that um, this is something that should bring humility so that we can minister to others, not just so God will give us what we need. When you fast, to take note of the oppressed and to take note of the poor. And when we fast, we need to pray. We should pray for our neighbor, pray for the sick, pray for those in our community, pray for our nation, pray for those who are sex trafficked, pray for so, so many things. In verse 3, it says, why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? So it's almost as if the people are, are saying, hello, hello God, do you see what I'm doing? I'm fasting. And isn't that great? So I'm doing this because I want you to see me, and then you're going to answer this prayer I have, this concern I have. Um, so I think um, not only in the scripture, but I think we as a people, and I don't mean like we the ch here, um, as, as a people in general, we can be very self-centered um, and do the same thing. In fact, I kind of did that same thing when I was preparing this message. Um, since I hadn't fasted for so long, I'm like, well, if I'm going to talk about it, I really need to, to do this. So I took one day and I, um, I fasted um, just breakfast till like noon, no big deal, okay, just till noon. Um, was surprised how many times I would go to reach for something and I and I and I um I had I didn't even restrict my I mean I had coffee and I had hot tea and I, so it wasn't even like it was oh you know and um, I was kind of surprised how much stuff God gave me for this and prayed about something else and I kind of started to see a glimmer of something I'm like wow sheesh that was kind of fast that was neat and um, so then when I went to do um, to work on this another day, and I sit down, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to fast however long it takes me to get this completed, um, however many hours, the whole day, whatever. I'm, and so I'm kind of like, hmm, this isn't as easy. And, and I kind of found um, almost like, oh, I fell, the second time I did it, I fell into a formula of, I fast. Yeah, yeah, and does he? Yes. But it was, it was like, I do this, God does that. And so it was, now, is it to present to the congregation a word that he wanted to have so it wasn't necessarily for me per se? Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> help me. I fell right into that very thing. Um, so, okay, so. Um, so I had to get over that fasting wasn't about me, um, and it's not about what we give up, um, 
to try to get God's attention. Um, okay, let's look. Okay, if we go down to verse 6, and we'll see what God says is an acceptable fast. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? So my question is to you as it was to myself, when was the last time we fasted and prayed to see the chains of injustice loosed and broken? And isn't our nation full of injustice right now? And I know a lot of us are praying. I, I know we are. And maybe you're praying a lot. Maybe you're just praying a little. Um, maybe we need more. Maybe we need to put fasting in with that. It's powerful. It's a, it's a weapon. It's a powerful weapon. Um, and another account in the Bible of injustice that was um, broken off of a whole people is found in the book of Esther. The Jewish people were about to be destroyed, but prayer and fasting changed that whole situation. So we're going to go to the book of Esther. Esther 4. We're just going to do 11 through 17. Um, And we've already, you know, the edict has already been put out, and um, Haman is building the gallows, and and so we're already through there. Mordecai and Esther have already been communicating. Um, If you don't know the story... You're going to have to read it. We're not going to break that all down right now, but we're going to start at verse 11. Um, Okay. All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned by the king, or the king has but one law that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. But 30 days have passed and I was, since I was called to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do you think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape? For if you remain silent at this time... Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. So, of course, then we know, um, if you know the story of Esther, you know that it ends um, with Haman being hung on his own gallows. And God answered the prayers of a fasting people. 
I don't even see in there where they prayed. It just says, and they fasted. Um, I didn't search it enough to break it down to see, but it just says the, they fasted. They fasted for three days and nights, and he answered their prayers. And that move on Esther's part was a bold move, and it cost her something. In fact, it could have cost her her life. And um, in Samuel, Second Samuel, uh, we see the story about David, um, and he had a cost also. Um, let's, let's just go ahead and look there. Second Samuel twenty four. Twenty one through twenty four. Um, there's also a pre-story behind, behind this, but I'm just making the point of the cost. Um, and forgive me if I butcher this fellow's name. Arana. Arana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? To buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the lord, that the plague on the people may be stopped. Arana said to David, let my lord the king take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering. Here are threshing sledges and oak, ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arana gives all of this to the king. And Arana also said to him, may the lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arana, no, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So, offerings to the Lord, prayer, fasting, sacrifices, um, there is a cost. We need to count the cost. Um, another story, we're not going to look it up, but in Mark um, 929, it tells us about how um, Jesus drove out a demonic spirit by prayer and fasting. The disciples weren't able to do it. And, um, you know, pretty much we all know that story. And they're like, you know, asking Jesus, well, why, you know, why couldn't we do it? What was, you know, what happened? And he said, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. So um, we see that sort of. Um, the body fasting there is mixed with the prayer there is power and um, I think this is the last scripture um, Matthew 6 Matthew 6 verses 16 through 18. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. 
Um, and interestingly enough, in those verses, the reward is uh, used two times, and they actually mean two different things, slightly different meanings. Um, in verse 16, when it's talking about, um, you know, when others know you're fasting, you know, oh, I'm so hungry, I'm fasting, the church is having a fast. <sighs> I guess we have to do this. <laughs> or, I need my phone, and um, it's so hard. And the Bible tells us that when others know and we, you know, are looking for some compassion and whatever that we've received our reward in full here on this earth. It's, we've got it. And that reward, um, the meaning means uh, in the Greek to pay for a service, hire, or wages. So when I think of that, I, I, um, I think, you know, you go to work. You do a job, you do that thing, they give you a paycheck. So that's what that, that reward, okay, you did this thing, you got your, got your pay, that's your reward. The other reward means to deliver, to give, recompense, and restore. That's totally, to me, that's totally different. So, and in the King James Version, the old King James Version, um, the end of that verse, in, in verse 18, where it says, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, the word that says will reward you openly. So um, in the Greek, that word openly means publicly, outwardly, mightily. So you do what you do for the Lord, and others don't need to know. God will bring the reward, whether it's here openly in front of others, or whether it be in heaven. But it, you get a, basically what I get out of this verse is fasting has a reward. There's a reward for fasting. Um, so anyhow, then just to kind of wrap this up, um, kind of hoping we learn together um, a little bit more insight about the power of prayer when it's mixed with fasting and um, I found for myself it's a hard thing to do, and so I figure it must be a powerful weapon, or we'd all be doing it kind of regularly. So, and maybe some of you are. I'm not saying y'all aren't. Some of you, that, I mean, but that's um, some of our basic sacraments. You know, we we have foundations. We have um, the communion, prayer, fasting. What we believe about. You know, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's a trinity. Uh, Jesus came, born of a virgin. Um, uh, died on the cross. Was rose on the... We have basic foundational issues that... Um, those are our, our strength. And we should get our strength and our, our power from those. And I think we've... Um, the foundations are eroding. <laughs> Our foundations are eroding. Um, so anyhow, let's um, wrap the message up in prayer, and then we have some um, other prayer we're going to go to from here. So Lord, I just thank you for this message. God, I ask that you would stir this in our hearts and in our spirits throughout this week and um, give us times um, of 
of praying and fasting. Lord, not just to fast and go about our day, but Lord, to seek you out. Because if we don't seek you out in that day and in that process of fasting, Lord, then it's only starvation. But Lord, let's put you in it. Let's put you in that, Lord. And I just ask for, for safety as we go from here today. And Lord, um, for the prayers that we're about to, to lift up to you, Lord, may um, you hear from our humble hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.